0: Sai Josh, welcome to the Entitled Banter Podcast, yet another week where Jules Gill is doing a business, man can't get away from the business, can't get enough of the future game show, go find him over there, all the people wondering what he's up to, uh, but for right now this is the Entitled Banter Podcast, the UBP, the UBP, the UB3 oh. right now, joined by Sai White, how you doing? Alright, alright. Not too bad, and also Josh Brown, how you doing?
1: Very good, selfishly I love these days when Jules isn't in, because it means I get to do this. <laughs> I know, You're right?
0: For really <laughs> nice is times of the week. Now we couldn't get, there's, there's a weird thing with this, we're using Google Meets to sync this up, which I know has a bit of a delay. I don't think it will once I've synced all the audio up, but I'm just flagging that if I talk over people, it's not the standard me who just needs to be, be heard, it's technology. <laughs> Blame the tech, is what I'm saying. Um, so I thought we'd open very quickly before we get into people's questions, talking points, etc. with the Spider-Man 2 trailer. The story trailer just dropped overnight in the UK. Um, and Josh, you've not seen it, I don't think, because you're going to watch it fresh.
1: That's it, not seen it yet, but I've seen the stills, so my input is only venom looks lovely i like everyone's new trims and uh <laughs> it looks really fun there that's that's my review of the three images i've seen
0: <laughs> that was largely what i kind of thought coming out of it where i was like venom's the best bit of it at least i I think the faces look terrible but Sai, what did you think
2: overall yeah it looks it looks great and also to be fair and I don't chastise anyone for not watching trailers, but I don't feel like they really showed anything about the story that we no. didn't already know. They were just like, these are the characters that are in the game. Look how flashy they are. <laughs> so I was like,
0: yeah, nice. Look at their new eyes. Yeah. They've got new mouths and everything. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I think it's, it's like it's always... I love when a trailer can do that. I always think there's like an art to a good trailer that can give you a little bit more of what you want without specifically ruining something. Like I totally get why people stay away from trailers. Mm. I think movie trailers do it a lot worse. I remember like the uh, Terminator. Was it Salvation? Trailer. I was one of the newer ones where they revealed like John Connor was a Terminator, and it was just like, "What are we doing?" Um, But stuff like that. I think this one is a is a one that it would be Josh safe. um,
1: (laughs) I've seen such a good response to it on social media uh, this morning. Like, has it made you both more excited for the game? Were you already excited for the game? Because I know a lot of people really like the gameplay. Reveal, but I know there was some criticisms towards that as well, especially from like a graphical standpoint. People saying, you know, it doesn't look like that much of a leap from Miles Morales, but this one seems to have gotten like kind of universal praise, at least from the the small smattering of uh, opinions I've seen so far.
0: Yeah. So, what do you
1: think?
2: I'm a a weird place, aren't I? Really, because I've only just played the. First two games mm. uh, because of you guys, I was like, "Well, should I, I should I just jump into the sequel?" And everyone in the office was like, "No, you need to play both of the first. I was like Okay, <laughs> so which is really good because yeah, now I, I've Miles Morales. I ran the credits on last week, and immediately it was like, "Well, I need to know what happens next." And then the trailer comes out, so the hype for me is absolutely beginning mm. uh, properly for sure. Um, yeah, as I say, like they, I have no idea what this game is, but it certainly looks beautiful. <laughs>
0: um, I kind of thought um, in this new one, it almost looks like it's an entirely new engine. Like all, all the faces look so different, and like the um, like it looks great. Like obviously that they don't show that much. Ga- it's all in engine, but they don't show yeah. that much gameplay in yeah. this. There's you know there's one bit where they show like the the wingsuit being used, but most of this it mm. is specifically a story trailer. So there's just lots of cutscene stuff, and um, I think all the character models overall look great. But like yeah, they look completely. Mary Jane looks completely different, yes, like in a Mary. way better way. Yeah. Um, but it's like stuff like that where they've kind of overhauled it. It's just the facial animation looks a bit off. There's like mm. there's a bit at the beginning. Um, just to me, it was just how much the faces have changed. Where like it opens on who they reveal as Harry and Peter having a conversation, but I was like, "Who the hell are these guys? Like, who these two people are?" <laughs> and then, um, then Harry's like, "Hey, Pete, we need to do this thing," and I was like, "Oh, that's Peter Parker, right? Okay, cool." Where's the game, sorry, Sire. I
1: was just going to ask if like, you played the remastered version, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think because I did as well, I think maybe me and Sire are more familiar with new Peter Parker, especially. And I don't think you, oh you yeah, the PS5 remaster, Scott.
0: No, no, I got it, but I didn't finish it. I just sort of got right. it because I was like, well, I should get it because it's me and I get everything, but I didn't finish it. Because
1: I've like come to accept the new face and I think mm. obviously a lot of people won't have played the remaster if they played the PS4 version and are jumping into this fresh after a little tease of new Peter Parker and Miles Morales and being like, okay, this guy's here to stay. <laughs>
2: yeah, I can I can understand why it's weird for some people, for, but for me, it's just like, it, yeah, it's just totally normal, as you say. Like, I, I understand also what people are saying about Maybe not reservations is the right word, but the gameplay that we did see uh, earlier this year is not a big jump away. I almost no. wonder what can you possibly do to change it up. Like I don't know what you would bolt on that would make it that different, or and would that be a dangerous, contentious thing to do? But there is a couple of things in that trailer that make you go, "Oh yeah, awesome!" Because there's a shot of like Brooklyn Bridge from from Brooklyn side, mm. uh, and it's like, "Oh yeah, we get more map. We got like finally there's going to be a much bigger map rather than just Manhattan again for mm-hmm. the third time."
0: Yeah, I'm curious what the... Yeah, I think the Like, I have to imagine there's some sort of, like, super-secret source that they haven't revealed yet. I'm like, sure some there sort has of, to be something. You know, like, a, a Miles Morales button or something. I know that you can jump between the two of them as you're exploring anyway, but I like the idea of changing up the combat that way, because, yeah, like, when they revealed the gameplay stuff, um, whenever that was, times a flat circle, but whenever that was, I felt like that was kind of more of the same, and it's, like, more of the quick-time events, more of the... Um, like, the chase sequence looked gorgeous, but it was also, like, you can... It's one of those things where you can watch it, and you know exactly how that's going to play. and. If it's always like it's a weird thing i find in gaming where it's sort of like that's bankable some people respond positively to it and then other people just go like well i know what that is so i can only be so excited about it and it's like i'm kind of waiting for them to debut something that i haven't seen other than the wingsuit i think the wingsuit will be fun but i kind of want to know how much control you have over that
1: i think especially with this game and correct me if i'm wrong but being like the first big sequel that is ps5 only obviously horizon forbidden west and god of war ragnarok were cross-gen releases but this is like spider-man 2 it's ps5 exclusive Mm. it's really like sony's next step in their first party portfolio so i think that adds that extra level of expectation i think um true and i wonder if it's going to live up to kind of that hype i wonder if it's going to be the game
0: that everyone needs to buy a playstation Five for I kind of thought that like it's it's very glossy like the trailer is super glossy I kind of thought that about the character models where I was like they don't look you know like they're not trying to do like a naughty dog render like it's not aiming for realism necessarily they're very highly detailed and they look obviously lifelike and realistic but there's an art style to it at least I kind of yeah. thought that every character had like a lot of flash to them like yeah it, it's a, I thought it was a weird look I thought the humans looked a bit weird in it but um, but I'm, I'm curious what the rest I'm mostly there for the story stuff obviously Venom's the big, the big thing that's what the thumbnail is on the official trailer anyway and that's what they end on um is like him roaring and then it cuts to like the 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 titles and stuff and um yeah i think a lot of people are just like venom is cool i wonder if playable (laughs) venom is the thing um because that was the thing in ultimate spider-man and it's like maybe that's the card you play at some point
1: you raised a good question scott when the last trailer dropped and that was how much venom are we gonna get because we know Mm. we're gonna get at least some um peter parker in the symbiote costume antics throughout the game but Mm. i wonder how they're gonna split it like how prominent is venom as a villain going to be across the story versus how prominent is evil peter parker going to be i imagine it's going to be a big game so i'm sure they're going to get time for both but it is interesting Mm -hmm. to see um which one they prioritize yeah yeah
2: not to mention as well you know before that gameplay reveal they also kind of revealed that craven was going to be a big part of the villains we've got like a good spread of villains in this game so yeah just Mm -hmm. like To its credit, the previous games haven't gone ham. We're just throwing every character in, but now we're getting to that point where it's going to be an interesting juggling act with all these different villains, or as you say, sort of potential villains in something Mm. like Venom and Pete in the symbiote suit.
0: -hmm. I keep thinking that they're going to do like some sort of switcheroo as well because it's weird. Like, I thought at the end of the first game, it was very clear that Harry was had the symbiote, he's in the tank, like he looks like he's in a Bacta tank or whatever. And I was like, cool, that dude's going to be the next Venom. Um, And then in all the materials for it for Spider Man 2, they're like, hey, what, what, you know, Eddie Brock's not Venom. And I'm like, yeah, we know because it's (laughs) Harry. So I'm like, are you doing something else? There must be something else to that.
1: Well, here's the question, right? Is there only going to be one symbiote in the game or is that going to serve as a twist? Uh... I mean, maybe get a carnage or I think it's Toxin or whoever it is, you know, multiple versions of the symbiote because like you said, there's that big tank and maybe they are developing multiple um, serums or antidotes or cures or whatever you call it for Harry and maybe with that, they create two strains of the symbiote accidentally. I don't know, that's pure conjecture on my part, but I wouldn't put it past them to kind of front load Venom front load Cra- Craven and the rest and then have a secret villain exactly like they did with Doc Ock
0: in um, Spider-Man yeah. 1 yeah mm. that's a really good shout to be f- I'd even thought of multiple Venoms I'm just hoping for playable Venom in there somewhere <laughs> um, but let's get to a bunch of people's questions because um, we had a lot of people sending in various questions and talking points etc massive thank you to everybody as always um, first one from PG Quips who says it's late you've got work the next day and there's time for a quick game you get your mug of cereal turn on the big TV boot up YouTube on on the smaller TV and bask in that glorious big light glow. Time's ticking; you only have one hour. But what are you playing <laughs> now? It's, I, I, you're, we've not asked you about this, but I, we, me and Josh, were talking about like ways that we sit and play games, and I tend to have the big TV. <laughs> Here on. we go. And then I've got the laptop on. I've got little things on there because I want to keep up with things. I'll pause different things. I'll go between the two feeds. I'm I'm am having a, a lovely time. Josh had a big problem with this, and it became a whole thing. But anyway,
1: sorry, <laughs> um... like, Josh it?
0: had a problem with this. You don't well find I didn't well. have a problem with it. Ewan was on my side, and even your friend, he was. Of mine, most Ash of the Millman world
1: was on at my side, if I recall. So that's three. Yeah, years, she was on, DMing
0: so. us, going, "What are you doing? You're going to have to most of, the, Sai. Uh, most of the world was on your side, but uh, but either way, Sai, how do you tend to watch stuff? Do you do you have one thing on one feed at a time, or have you got multiple? on the go
2: no just one thing just one uh, thing that has my ten- unless it's something like I'm grinding on an RPG or yes. you know collectibles then I might put some music or something else on but even that I won't even put my own music on like I want to especially with uh, a video game I want to you know take in everything that it's offering me including the soundtrack and the sound design and stuff so I'm vehemently it against people that listen to their own music while they're game unless <laughs> they're just sort of doing like <laughs> grunt work basically it doesn't matter yeah
0: that's that's mostly where my side of it came from. It's just that certain games will cross over if it feels like it's beca- it's going into a grunt work section where I'll just put something on. And I know I can feel Josh seething because that's me essentially referring to the Resident Evil 4 Castle section as just an arbitrary section. I can't what? bring it up again. Still. I can't bring no. it up again. I'm over it. I've buried the hatchet. It's fine. <laughs> but uh but yeah that was what that's referring to but yeah that idea of you only have one hour for a quick game or something where does your minds tend to go do you tend to go with something that's more throwaway multiplayer or do you chip a little bit off whatever story thing you're in i i definitely do the latter, where i'm like i can do a little bit more of this thing that i love
2: yeah i thought it was an interesting question really because I, i'm absolutely the latter like an hour is a decent amount of time like often yeah. i will just play for an hour an hour and a half it's all i'll get you know so and with the state of gaming and where it is now where you can literally just turn the console on and be straight back in where you were we Um. take that for granted now like it's so that, that easy just to play. Like, yeah. I'm in and I'm out in 60 minutes. Like you can get so much done. So yeah, that's doing that thing well. when
0: we were when we were kids, where it's just like you just don't have a save point, and it's like the, the tea's ready, or you need to yeah, leave, or, right. And you're like walking <laughs> towards the end of the, the, the door while you're still trying to play, and it's just like I I used to hate that, and losing all <laughs> your save and everything. Whereas like now, yeah, you can just put stuff to sleep, and then as long as it's not the PlayStation, where it does an update overnight and kills the game anyway, <laughs> you're fine.
1: The introduction of online gaming was a true godsend for that because me, mums shouting up. And she's saying, Josh, your tea's ready. I can't pause the game, mother. I've got to <laughs> cl- finish this match before I come down and eat me beans. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> for me, um, I would love if I had an hour to jump into a story-based game and kind of you know, chip off some of the missions that I still have to go. But I know myself so much to understand that I can't be trusted in that situation because that's not just going to be one hour on the game. You know, it's going to say I start at 11 p.m. If it hits five past 12, in my head, I'll say... Well, I've missed it anyway. Might as well play till 1, you know? <laughs> so it will never be a story game for me. If I'm settling down, it'll be like a few games of Call of Duty.
0: You That's know? me at like midnight or 1am where I'll just do a little bit. It's I still get my six, seven hours. It's fine. That's me. I'm doing a hand slicing motion for the, the time between 1 and, and round to 7 on the clock. But then 3am comes around very fast.
1: I will say, and not to go in at pg quips here but the idea of um wielding as it were um a bowl of cereal <laughs> and a gaming controller to me would be i'd get milk everywhere i wouldn't i couldn't be trusted with that you know it'd be all over my Actually beard that. all over my body all over my
0: flat terrible <laughs> more cereal than man yeah. i feel like the um that's one of those like old age things old adages of gaming where it's oh get some pizza in and play some games that was horrible Everyone yeah, if, if you, you do one either <laughs> yeah, 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 like whenever I try to eat something while playing, it just get, it makes the controllers gunk up. Like I did that once when I was a kid, and it was horrible. I must admit, this is
1: exactly what your um, invention is for, Scott Tilford. Your milk in a pint glass with cereal yes. on top—that yep. would be beautiful for
0: this. Yep, which is now on sale at Amazon. Not from me, but someone clearly heard the podcast and what? made one. There is a cereal cup where you put cereal in the middle and a milker on the outside. I, I want the royalties to be honest at this point. But uh, next question from uh, Willie Araya, who says favorite gaming soundtracks to listen to. I love Cupheads, Bayonets, and Final Fantasy sevens. But I grew up listening to all the Metal Gear Solid soundtrack on my old MP3 player. Also, thanks to me for the humanity recommendation. Um, yeah, awesome game. and um, also we had a question from Juan Castaneda, who says if you're throwing a music slash uh, sorry a music rave slash party, what video game soundtracks make the cut also what's an underrated soundtrack that people need to know more about Ooh. sound hill 2's music and sound design are goat oh. which is true I thought we could just do this as a general check-in yeah. on video game soundtracks. Yeah. Now, I, I am a person who, I mean, has listened to nothing other than Final Fantasy soundtracks for about the last three weeks or so, Yeah. Um, but I regularly put on um, Hotline Miami's soundtrack quite a lot. I mean, that's more of a collection of songs, but if we're talking like scores, then Final Fantasy is an easy one to go to. General RPG stuff, JRPG stuff um, is an easy one to go to, but um, Sai, any from you? I don't think Josh is much of a, a soundtrack.
2: Oh, one. this is my area. Yeah, Final Fantasy <laughs> VII is the soundtrack of my life, so that, yes. that's always good background music certainly i'm also <laughs> so unsurprisingly one of those weirdos that will listen to resident evil soundtracks and be quite sort of calmed by it like, <laughs> like out of context it's just like oh yeah,
0: it's, it's just, all the menacing sound effects
2: yeah it's just like home um <laughs> in terms of a rave though the correct answer is streets of rage 2 like, oh, that, God. Still, even on a mega drive like sound chip you could play that through like a giant set of speakers and it sounds massive mm-hmm. so absolutely same thing with mine would be Yakuza. hotline for
0: the for the rave thing Oh, Yakuza's, Yakuza's a great show. It's great
2: for Raven, also just fun to listen to. Like the boss themes from Yakuza Seven, I've just got a playlist of all of them, all the battle themes. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I need a shout out as well. Is um, a Lope stuff like the TMNT yeah. Shredder's Revenge soundtrack, um, and like he's doing the new Sonic Superstars album. He did Sonic uh, album like the soundtrack. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. There's a game that just came out called Gravity Circuit. Um, I forget the name of the composer for that, but it's very T. Lopes type stuff. Gravity Circuit is a phenomenal 2D uh, platformer. Just uh, out of nowhere, completely destroyed my life for the last couple of weeks um, alongside Final Fantasy. But yeah, that thing's great. Josh, where are you coming in? I feel like a bad gamer
1: every time this... Um, topic comes up, because I never throw on just a video game soundtrack to listen to. I love them inside the games themselves. Like, absolutely stunning. You know, just playing Final mm. Fantasy 16 there and appreciating every single note of that. But oh, I you're don't putting
0: like... that on when you're on the way to work. Man. Well, this is the they thing. I don't just find throw the flame it on Spotify. On the
1: but, that said, I will <laughs> throw on licensed soundtracks to games. So, I you know there's many a time I've thrown on the complete compilation of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 to 4 <laughs> songs. <laughs> A lot of old FIFA songs. If you have like a big. Oh, burnout soundtrack. Burnout as well. soundtracks, yeah. like those absolutely hit. That said, if I was a DJ in a club, which please no one book me to do that, that sounds incredibly stressful, um, I'd be dropping, I know this isn't just games, I'd be dropping the Succession theme tune, I'd be dropping the theme for Metal Gear Solid 2. It would be on fire in that club. It would be amazing.
0: that. The, 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 sorry, I'm doing high voice. This is a perfect thing. Why are there not video game rave nights? There are so <laughs> many soundtracks you could pull from. There are so many genuine bangers. Also, that would just be like great.
2: incredible remixes that people do, right? Yeah. And
0: stuff like that. Like,
2: that would be really cool. This is some of the... Uh, sorry, just super yeah, quick.
0: Some of the synth remixes of like Zelda stuff, like, um, like Zelda's own theme yeah. or the... Um, the Fairy Fountain music. There's some great stuff. Old, some of old Nintendo, some of the, um, the Star Fox theme with, like, a, a beat under it. Oh, it's good stuff.
1: It's like, you know, like, the... Um, wrestling fans they get some nights somewhere where you know you'll be outside in the club and then the DJ will drop a lot of wrestling themes like just just do yeah. that for some gaming themes drop the Halo 3 uh, main theme and like oh. make everyone cry for uh, 7 minutes
0: or however long <laughs> you said Halo 2 weirdly there but it, it's <laughs> it's close I would go, the Molnia mix is what you want mate with the guitar in it and everything <laughs> there I was, I was uh, just laughing and pretending I know what that is
2: <laughs> there was a I went on to Sonosphere a few years ago you know how bad will play like just random music between tracks or stuff when they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, switching over guitars or whatever for different tunings. Uh, There's a band called Sentiments, which is made up of some of the guys that were in in me. They weren't around very long. Um, And a lot of their music was inspired by video games and between tracks they would play.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that
0: time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about
1: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favorite movie director, Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking.
2: pieces of the Resident Evil 2 soundtrack and I did not expect that standing in a field <laughs> in Sonosphere to hear you know the marshalling yard part
1: one blast out like, oh, what the hell
0: there's <laughs> a crowd of people standing still and you in the middle just <laughs> music, <like. laughs> You know You sucks?
1: So what sucks as well you know when you get like um, composers who sometimes go to Coachella to play some of their most iconic themes like Hans Zimmer like tours the world I bet yeah. Hans Zimmer doesn't play any of his music from Call of
0: Duty Modern Warfare 2 and what a shame <laughs> you should bust some of those he might out. do you you know, he know, do, he does do a big compilation thing. But uh, I, yeah, I feel like there should be way more representation for rave nights that are filled with video game bangers. There's so many to choose from.
1: Listen, before Amazon like pips you to the post once more, yeah. get that mm. patented, get that I'm have devised, to. get that up yeah. and
0: running or someone else is going to do it everyone gets a free milk cup when you come in just why not I think actually one more I'll, th- I'll throw in here as well the Sonic Frontiers soundtrack that game I really like that game anyway mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. music is genuinely like 10 out of 10 especially the cyberspace levels they're great I've just
1: thought of one that I actually do put on and it is again yes. a mix of um, licensed songs but it's way more curated than something like Tony Hawk's in my opinion and that was the Death Sounding Death Sounding the Death Stranding soundtrack with uh, ah. which you know has like a lot of little oh, um, music on yeah. it then some churches mm-hmm. and a bunch of other artists as well as like the original pieces and i like going through that it's a very particular mood um that i think um the great Adam Nicholas from The Office, like, um, had a nice period where he was he was playing that game and then going on big walks with that soundtrack on, kind of like mimicking yeah. the game life just going life. over the hills. Yeah. yeah, and I've always wanted to do that myself. Uh, next time I go on a big hike, I'll be getting that downloaded and getting that listened to.
0: Death, you talk about games that are a mood. I know we've done this as a question yonks ago, but like Death Stranding is such a mood. I find that Final Fantasy 16 is a mood to some degree, but um, yeah, Death Stranding is a great show. Question from Daron Garcia who says, "All right, legends, Le- loving the podcast. Keep up the great work." Final found out last week that Amazon's doing a brand new season of Takeshi's Castle, and I haven't been able to sleep since I'm so excited. What show slash series slash game slash band coming back would cause the same reaction for you? Oh. Takeshi's Castle is a pick, to be fair. I love this question. Love this question. <laughs> oh, this man. Question. There's,
1: there's so many. How many, I mean, how many... I don't know about you guys, but like I hmm. sometimes lie awake at night wishing for, like you know big returns of movies or tv shows or artists the big artists that i want to return i'm not sure if you're both familiar with them modern baseball a band yeah i'm aware of them yeah i am not i love them so much um back in the day and they kind of broke up in 2016 i think and they were so big for the small amount of time they were were around in every single every about every six months i kind of search twitter and kind of Mm -hmm. like Google, is modern baseball, like, returning? And the answer is always no, but uh, one day it will be yes, and I'll be very excited about
0: it. So, what do you have for that? I, I'm, I'm too obsessed with the new thing, that, like, the old <laughs> thing coming back is just something I'm sick of because it's everywhere. It's in all movies. It's everything. Um, unless it was something that... I don't know where like a band like were cut off too early or a show sort of like felt like it was cut off too early. If you give me a new, actually, no, I was going to say a new season of Firefly, but Joss Whedon's not no, even anywhere near that. the caliber he used to be. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't even know what I would go where I'm like, oh, give me Thing from childhood. Like it's not, if it's lasted this long, like Sonic, it's that there, there's a reason for it anyway. So I'm I'm not too bothered.
2: I love that this is the podcast where we're just going to name obscure bands, apparently, because I've <laughs> done that with sentiment. I'm going to do, there's a hey, band Revis. called loving them. Fair to Midland. Not many people know, about great name, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, great little band. Uh, they were su- signed briefly on Surge from System of a Down's record label. Um, That's cool. and they put out a couple of... The last two records they put out, they really started to find their sound as sort of like an, a heavy art rock band, sort of fairy tale, almost like storytelling in their songs and their lyrics really incredible stuff their singer was just like stunning and what he could perform and then yeah just it suddenly stopped i don't think they ever really said that it like they had never had an official this is it it just kind of Mm. trailed off um and there was just so much potential and i just listened to those two albums over and over again every few years i'll just go through a period of like a couple of weeks yeah yeah. over and over again yeah i love that Band It's funny actually because really? I think
0: right now there's a new Blur album. I've only seen the there's a <laughs> so a tweet for that. That might be out today to be honest. And um and I got an email from the PR company behind Creed saying Creeds come back together. Oh. And thought, As a humongous Alter Bridge fan, I don't want those boys doing that again. So it's just go, <laughs> what what are you doing, boys? Yeah, but um but yeah, stuff like that where I'm like, Hey, it's it's old thing, old things back. And come it's on. like I don't want that. I think if it was if I'm gonna be answering the question, it would be something like Hideo Kojima returning to metal gear or ken levine doing a new bioshock or something but it would have to be rooted in they do have a story to tell that they weren't allowed to do before or they do have some fundamental thing that they want to do it definitely has to have authorship to it i I feel like i'm too the thing that bums me out about a lot of the um resuscitation of old dead things is that they're just not remotely bothered about authorship or purpose or whatever it's just shunted out like the new indiana jones it's just another one and like yeah you know harrison ford's in it but like that story didn't need to be told i totally agree
2: with that in general like that's why i pick a Obscure little band that never got a chance, yeah. like Fair to Mind. That I'm not going to go around saying Sism of a Down should come back. Like I, that's a mm. whole take that I just like. No, go away. If you're not going to do anything <laughs> proper, go away. Mm-hmm. But like little little projects that never really got their chance in the sun. I'm absolutely all about that. But largely, I agree with you that like the nostalgia thing has gone a bit too far.
0: Yeah. Josh, I don't know if you had another thing there. You did a little lean-in. No, no, I'm just I'm,
1: I'm kind of the opposite, and I'm, I'm an absolute IP hound. So <laughs> give me... You know, as long as I'm getting new stuff as well, I'll take all the old stuff um, on mm-hmm. top of that, unless it's, like, something where the story, like, especially in movies, where the story is just over, and the reason to bring it back right. is, like right. you two said there, you know, like, there's it's just for IP recognition. It's not because someone actually wants to tell the story. It's just because there's a lot of money
0: to be made. <laughs> The Josh, excited team.
2: for Toy Story 5?
0: <laughs> oh, sigh, sigh, sigh. Just, hey, it's, it's Thing again. I'm just, I just, it's just Leo meme marketing. Just hey, If you get enough people to point at it, maybe they'll go see it. Um, question from Josh Sloan, who says, You be three, what a trio. Hope we're all well and looking forward to the weekend. Same for everybody listening to this right now. Growing up, I recall replaying games a lot, mainly because there weren't as many options. These days we're so spoiled for choice, though. Do you think replaying games is no longer a common occurrence? This is interesting because I feel like, the, especially in terms of the, the, the crop that's available to you, uh, Game Pass, PlayStation mm. Plus, whatever, there's always a, a huge backlog. I feel like if you're remotely self-identifying as a gamer, you have a backlog. You have a list of things you're meaning to get around to. I still haven't finished Dead Space, familiar this year. So it's like I feel like there's always something to get around to rather than going back through the thing you've just finished. For me, it's, it's a very rare game that I go back through again.
1: I, the past few years, I've been trying to make a concerted effort to replay things because... I just stopped doing that. You know, I was just consuming mm. new stuff all the time, which is really fun. But it meant that I was never spending the quality time sometimes with a game or game franchise that allowed me to love it in the way that I used to love things because I was yeah. just, you know, going through it over and over again because I couldn't get another game. So I replayed Metal Gear Solid 2 like 20 times and was speed running mm-hmm. it doing it in two and a half hours. So I'm trying to carve out the time to go back to things that I love and kind of reappraise them in a new light. Because, I mean, as we grow older, as our tastes change, I always find that it's interesting to revisit stuff that you loved because you might love it now for completely different reasons, and that's, like, really cool, but it's hard to do that. I mean, just the other night, I was looking at the releases slated for 2023 and almost had a panic attack trying to figure out, one, how am I going to fit all of those in? But, two, how am I going to tackle the backlog that I've already built up over the year and three mm-hmm. how am I going to get to projects that I wanted to jump into like mm. going back to Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2 and the PlayStation 1 which I've been trying to do since January and just haven't found the time to do like this. You've this... got Fear
0: Effect as well man.
1: And Fear Effect which I, 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 <laughs> st- I almost started Bobby last on. night um, so I think <laughs> you know we're in a kind of great situation where we have access to all of these games and I think that's amazing because it opens you up to new genres you might not have tried before and kind of makes your tastes more varied but at the same time I do think it has an effect where those games sometimes are viewed as more disposable and you might Mm -hmm. not spend that
0: time with them that you maybe used to I definitely think that about game pass i think that because it just feels disposable it feels like here's your latest crop just try and find something in here and the i think some of that's the, the wider caliber of the the bar of quality across all those releases like there's nearly always a gem in there but you don't know which one's going to be mm. the gem it's sort of just um, it, 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 it's something about monthly rollouts does kind of come with like a discard and kind of feel into it but Sly, si, what's your thoughts on replaying stuff
2: i actually am sort of in the reverse of where you are josh in the sense that i am trying now to open myself up to play as much stuff as possible spending too much with one game spending too much time with one game because uh, I'm highly aware in this job that I should try and build my knowledge base up and play all these games that I missed hence you know Spider-Man and stuff recently Mm. so yeah my backlog at the top of that now is a bunch of stuff that I really should have already played uh but yeah i absolutely take your point because there is a worry with that where it's just like it'll sort of go in and out because i'm sort of mm-hmm. almost blitz through it or i'm thinking too far ahead about what's next because you're right the end of this year is ridiculous like i've had the same yeah. anxiety of like okay i don't know what i'm going to get to in what <laughs> order which one of these games is going to get pushed onto the backlog and Let's face it, never get played, because that's how it goes.
0: (laughs) That's kind of my thing. It's sort of like, I mean, at the minute, like in terms of, because I I definitely prioritise the new stuff above all else. Like, it's very rare that I'll go back to something. But yeah, there is just a huge list of stuff to get through. Dead Space slipped through the cracks because I went to Japan for a couple of weeks. But it's one of those things that I I do want to get back to. Um, And then, yeah, looking at the rest of the year, I'm like, I'll just throw myself at this release schedule and I'll just see what I can get through. Like, something like Starfield is such a big wedge between everything else. But I'm personally looking forward to Sea of Stars so much. Same. So I'm like, that's just going to get in the way. and um, But it's one of those things where there's only so much you can do. I'm going to go back on this. I, I know I'm probably going to go
1: back on it like tonight when I go home and decide <laughs> on the next game that I want to play it. But I, I really want to... Try to focus on smaller games. Coming off um, mm. 60 hours of Resident Evil 4 and 60 <laughs> hours of Star Wars Jedi Survivor and 70 hours of Zelda Breath of the Wild and then 50 hours of Final Fantasy 16, it's just a lot of time spent on these games and it can mm-hmm. get to the point, like Sai said, you know, when you're doing this job, especially when you're trying to consume as much as possible and keep up with the conversation where things aren't landing or you might not be following your nose of what you're even interested in at a certain amount of time and i think honestly ultimately for me in my perspective i think the games deserve more like i am going to be a bit mm. gutted at the end of the year that i blitz through zelda so much in between a bunch of other stuff and um, when maybe that would have benefited from kind of being played in a vacuum being played mm. in a Situation where it was allowed to breathe, where it was the only thing I was focused on and the only thing I was interested in playing like Breath of the Wild was, where I had all of this time, nothing else was out, and I could indulge Uh in it. This Zelda Teaser of the Kingdom has kind of become another game within a batch of great games. And like I said, that's both good and bad, but a weird situation to be in. I Mm -hmm.
2: had a similar thing with Tears of the Kingdom where I it's probably in a conversation for game of the year for me so far despite the fact that I played about half of it and then moved on because I I I understood what I was playing. I was like, I keep going. I'm having a great time, but I think mm. I have probably touched just enough to understand everything that this game really has to offer. Like I could move on, and there was the impending of I need to get through Spider-Man and Miles Morales, and then I want to give myself a little bit of a break before Spider-Man Two. Otherwise, I'm going to be burnt out on the series mm-hmm. right away, which I don't want. So I did just got to the point where I was like, Yeah, I, I guess I've I've had a great time, but maybe it's time to jump onto something else. Which is a shame because it's awesome and it's potentially game of the year. But I only put <laughs> yeah. 40 hours into it as opposed. So the over 100 I did for Breath and of the Wild, and also life. only
0: in in gaming would we say I've only put 40 hours. Into it. Like, there's always <laughs> yeah, exactly. that thing as well. It's um, I think that we should do a whole podcast on like the expectation of getting through as much as possible because it's definitely like you live this life, you do it for a job, you spend all of your free time keeping up with the medium, you then cover for a certain amount of hours during the day. And for the most part, I love that we have other ways of covering stuff in terms of the list and the editorials and whatever. We're not a review based business, like we're not yeah. like you know we don't need to get through all these different games as fast as possible, but we end up doing it anyway for a variety of reasons and like. Some of it is like trying to avoid spoilers or at least it is for me i'm like i don't want to have the worst parts or the best parts of this game spoiled early so i'll get through it now kind of thing um but there is like a there's always a time pressure to it and you it gets relaxed or whatever i think as you do it more for a living but it, it's constant. Like it is constant and it's not like a woe is me thing at all it no. is a one percent job mm-hmm. but like it is it is just a constant job you are living this life i
1: think especially when you're interested in doing other things like gaming is really good but sometimes i get into a rut with it when it's the only thing i'm doing and then i kinda kind of want hmm. the game that I'm playing, whatever it is, to kind of just be over so I can have that freedom, especially if it's a big game and kind of only if it's a big game where I'm looking down the barrel of 50 hours or 100 hours. It's kind of part of the reason why, after becoming a little bit annoyed with Final Fantasy 16's repetition, I kind of just wanted it done. I didn't want it hanging over me, which led to playing... 20 hours across two days you know so i could kind of make <laughs> some serious headway in it because otherwise chipping away at it an hour a night two hours a night it just kind of felt like i was deferring it and it was getting in the way of other stuff that i wanted to do so that kind of juggling act i think in modern culture where not just in the gaming space but in the movie space and the music space and the book space where you have this unprecedented access to all of this stuff and a lot of it is really good and a lot of it is really interesting or kind of compatible with your tastes Every Everything's vying for your attention, and I think it's so easy um, to kind of get caught up on what's next rather than Mm. what you're doing right now, or at least I have that struggle yeah
0: I would definitely back that like I said we'll revisit this on like a full podcast or like a full discussion thing because I think there's a lot of different parts to this and it's really fascinating plus I want to get to this last question from Jack Jingle who says after an exchange with Josh Brown on the Northeast England voices do we think it's important (laughs) to have better proportionality within games I always appreciate Northeast influence in your podcast etc being from Sunderland and it's nice to hear it in Final Fantasy 16 now this is in reference to Gav being a proper Geordie Lake (laughs) and also uh, Goots in that game is like a Tyneside kind of vague Northeast kind of accent as well. And we just trying to think Sidon I don't know if you can think of anyone but me and Josh are trying to think in the office like is there or are there any other Geordies in games ever like it's very rare that anyone from the northeast is in anything
2: <laughs> no I don't think so like with video games trying to think of very sort of British sounding cast Xenoblade comes to mind which was actually oh, yeah. a massive turn on me I well. couldn't stand the voice acting in that game it, <laughs> it just it just did not gel with me whatsoever but that's yeah. that's a me thing but like video game same as every other medium the sort of British voices are They sound like me, you know, prim and proper... Um, or, or like, you know copy <laughs> yeah. that's it that's all we've got so it like yeah we have so many considering the size of the island that we all live on is so small so mm. many regional accents that are not properly uh, displayed across media like yeah it was really a breath of fresh air to see some of that Final Fantasy 16 I'd say
0: what was funny is like when we started doing videos on YouTube like way back in like I don't know when the first one was the beginning of 2014 or something two offices ago it was ages ago it was like when the what culture was like six people and I, re- I remember back then there was like a conversation on like well will Americans even understand us if we talk in like actual like more northeast accents and that was like a more generally like shared thing across media of like well it needs to be RP or it needs to be more like standard accent kind of thing you couldn't just do it like this because no one would understand (laughs) it which is fair enough but I think like there is there is like a middle ground I feel like Gav in 16 is one of the most broad characters so far and they have done a really phenomenal job with localization because they have got various terms that are only like a thing in the northeast like way I and referring to (laughs) A kid is a Ben or whatever. Like things like that, that I'm like, I feel so seen with this. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where I used to to be a lot more broad when I was younger. Um, And then I started working in Argos and retail and various other shops and stuff. And then you do videos and like it all just kind of gets like bled out of you because it's like you couldn't do a whole video like this, the whole thing. So you end up making it smoother. And it's like you end up talking more RP anyway, which like, you know, it can be more acceptable and everything. But I do think it's interesting that like, I don't know, like in, the, in a push for a more diverse, like, you know, in a push for representation in general, then why not have that in terms of um, accents and uh, different regions of a given country?
1: Yeah, I, I feel think- honestly, uh, sorry, go on, Cy. Si. I was
2: just going to say quickly, like, I think it goes to show with something like where we do a chatty faces and we've got everyone in there. Like, Dan Durkin in the office has got quite a strong accent (laughs) and everyone (laughs) seems to understand what, yeah, Nicholas as well. People understand what they're saying. So I don't, like, I absolutely agree with you that the accent, people just kind of lose it in this kind of Mm line of work as it is. But Mm -hmm. it stands to reason that they shouldn't have to.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I feel, honestly, I feel like very strongly about the idea of getting like these regional accents and this kind of regional representation in media in general because I couldn't. Tell you how seen I felt by someone, even just using mam instead of mum or mom in a game. <laughs> yeah. I realized when it happened, I'd never heard that before. <clears throat> and hearing, like you said, Gav say, how are you, man? How are you, Clive? At the very end, was God incredible. Because I think like the northeast of England in particular, in working class identities within the northeast mm-hmm. part of England, is just like, it's, this is an area forgotten about politically and it's forgotten about culturally because you don't, see those accents on tv you don't see Mm. working class people for the most part in media positions like even though i obviously have a lot of privileges myself i think it's i'm always kind of grateful that a working class person from an ex-mining town with bad teeth is able to have like a media (laughs) job like i I genuinely do and we worked our asses off (laughs) together that's it i kind of want to see that become more widespread because i know when i grew up like the people in in my town in my area in my county like just like the idea of ever being in a media role kind of seemed preposterous like i'm the Mm, first person in my family to ever go to university and even though i make below the uk average wage right now it's more than my mama dad ever made in their life you know what i mean so it's like i kind of want to see this in media in games and whatever because it it matters it, like it shows yeah. people that they are represented on screen it kind of gives them a point of identification and I think this is so important because i'm I'm saying that is a you know is a, a white 20 somethings guy who has all of these privileges anyway and who is you mm-hmm. know on the whole represented kind of across the board so if I can feel this representation in one character in a game it kind of I think it it makes it indicative of how important representation is across the board because you know there are identities way more marginalised uh, and kind of unseen across the board than mine and to get like those identities whether it's you know indigenous people or l g or people from the lgbtq plus community you know in games in media and um, I just think that's important as a way to. Be seen. It's it's important to normalize those identities and kind of make people think about other cultures and other perspectives and whatnot. I know I'm rambling on here forever, but I just I kind of thought playing through Final Fantasy 16 or playing through whatever. I know (laughs) Final Fantasy 16 definitely has its problems with representation, by the way. But I just kind of (laughs) thought like some of the people who say that representation isn't important are the ones who find themselves represented
0: in everything you know they don't
2: know that feeling that you're talking about where you go oh my goodness i've never experienced that before like absolutely
0: Yeah. There's a really good um, video over on uh, People Make Games, there's a phenomenal channel like um, when you went videogamer.com they're still going but when a lot of the people who set up videogamer.com started fracturing out like uh, Matt Lees went and did his own thing, uh, Simon Miller obviously works with us um, and uh, Chris Bratt is doing, doing uh, People Make Games and there's just so many great investigative journalistic pieces over their videos on the, uh, uh, various things and one of them is about the sort of class distribution around the making of games, how like the idea is that most people making games or most people working in the industry are upper class so they wouldn't necessarily think to or, or there's not much of a need to put in a more working class mentality or a working class accent or something like that into games mm. um, and how that can change you know how games even feel or look or whatever and um, yeah all of it is massively important i think everything you just said there josh is like beautifully put um, to the point where i'll end the podcast on it because i'm running out of time anyway um, but a massive thank you to everybody for checking this out and also to Cy and josh for joining me on the untitled banter podcast the ubp the ubp the ubp we'll catch you all next week and thank you all very much Goodbye. Bye. Bye.